Hey, you okay? Oh, damn enchiladas. Oh. You gonna be all right? another episode of it's them damage a lot of the podcast where we mostly talk about horror movies with a splash of video games television comic books and beer i am carlos rivera on the other side of this triangle adam griffin and the third point of our triangle podcast producer to the stars ms arc warren as always follow us on the red hot twitter machines handles in the show notes and the show at it's them damn and on Instagram at It's Them Damn Enchiladas Podcast. Back from Nashville. How y'all doing? I don't know. <laughs> how How's y'all? How y'all doing? I, I, I missed you last week because we had so much to talk about. But I'm glad you had a good Nashville trip. Well, it was a trip. It was a work trip. Well, you know. You know, those things happen from time to time. Gotta pay the bills. That's right. I'm glad y'all had that trip. I'm <laughs> glad. Emphasis on the y'all. I'm glad y'all <laughs> are glad that I had a good trip. Hey, I'm glad both of y'all are glad yep. that y'all had a good trip, y'all. I haven't heard the term y'all used so much in my entire life. In my entire life. Yeah, it happens. They're nice. To, wait, for first off, let's talk about this. Before we start talking about anything else, people in the South are just nice. I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> They're just nice for no reason. Not used to it. Like, you're not, you don't know me. Why are you nice to me? Not used to courtesies and kindness. And, and... I'm from Jersey. This is true. This is true. It's like sacrilege. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. Blasphemy, the way these people were acting. Well, you know, I spent a long time in the South, and I'll just say that the longer the, that you're there, the more surface you realize that all is. Oh, it's also true. Oh, <laughs> oh, see, here in the Upper Northeast, it's it's no surface. It's just it's just we're we're abrasive. So, <sighs> yeah. You know what else is abrasive? <laughs> twenty twenty. <laughs> this whole goddamn year. But besides that, at least there are cool trailers. We've had some cool trailers. Now I'm, I'm holding off on on the real horrendous stuff. We had a Candyman trailer hit last week. Candyman. The urban legend is if you say his name five times while looking in the mirror, he appears in the reflection. And it kills you. Who would do that? Candyman. 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 Well, we're still alive. Yeah, we did. Just watched it. What are y'all's thoughts? 
about Candyman 2020. I'm excited for Candyman 2020, y'all. This y is gonna be the y'all episode. <laughs> the y'all episode. Y'all need to stop. <laughs> I was excited. I liked it. I was pleasantly surprised by the uh, the trailer. And um, without going too much into it, as in giving spoilers, for those who haven't watched it, I suggest you definitely do because this is actually something that's I look very forward to. Yeah, um, they they got me on a uh, on the trailer and the marketing because, well, you know, first they said, okay, it's a reboot, and you know, like, all right, whatever. I guess we're not we're never going to get around that kind of marketing, but I'll deal with it. And then uh, all the press releases and interviews and stuff uh, were referring to it as a reimagining, the spiritual sequel, a reimagining of, of Candyman. So I watched the trailer. And I'm like, no, this actually feels like a dedicated sequel. Mm. And then I went to the Internet Movie Database page on the dot-coms. And I looked at the cast listing, and it turns out that uh, that we got some direct casting from the first movie. So uh, Yaya Abdul-Mateen plays the adult of the baby that was kidnapped in the first movie. And Vanessa Williams is reprising her role from the first movie. So they snuck a sequel in. And I am very intrigued as to what happens in the plot of the movie. Because they're holding back on whether or not Tony Todd's in it. And I think that right now, they would have said definitively if he was in it or not. So, Did it just have his voice in the trailer? Because that was his voice at the beginning, right? I... I thought it was um Yeager's voice okay. Yaya's voice however, however you pronounce his because his the definite voice over at the end was was uh Yaya or yeah I, I, I'm screwing up pronunciations today oh well uh, <laughs> but um it's, it's alright y'all <laughs> but uh yeah I think they're they're definitely holding back on uh on Tony Todd's involvement so because that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed yeah. to hold back these things. Yeah. Not to take away from the Candyman trailer, uh, and I was talking about it, but you know what? Who should have taken the step back from uh, holding back some important information in a bully trailer? Well. F fucking Fast and the Furious, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't wait. This has been bothering me for weeks. <laughs> I understand weeks. it's been a long day. It's been a long day. It's been a long couple of weeks. This is the blowing off steam episode. How are you gonna? How are you gonna show Han and make it like nothing in the trailer? Because, because that's not the big twist. I understand. Well, listen, that's the big <laughs> twist for me. All right, motherfucker's supposed to be dead. He's supposed to be alive. Now you gonna give me another twist? Well, you're yeah. Already, you're already giving me John Cena as his brother. Ooh, John Cena. Fuck yeah. that. Yeah, the big twist is when Han betrays them all. I'm calling it right now. <laughs> He's going to be a Superman like uh, Brixton and Elba. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a cliffhanger. And then you got to come see Fast 10, the final chapter, when they all go in space or some shit. And uh, that'll be that. Fast and Furious, they're not so fast no more. 
I'm just I'm, Furious versus Jason. They just they just gotta give the whole franchise to the Rock, and then I'll be mm-hmm. good to go. They put a goddamn plane, car in a plane. Yeah. What? Space is next. They're going to space. What? Well, no, no, Manhattan first, then space. Yeah. Then uh. The then hell. Will they go to hell? Well, no, that's the Expendables. Oh yeah. I'm sorry, but that's been bothering me for weeks now. Yeah. Well, I think they they did it more to to appease the fandom more than anything else because they've been they've been asking for uh for Han to come back for quite some time. So oh. there's there's been a ground swell, ground swell of uh, support for that. So they said, here we're giving you what you want. Come see our movie. Could you I mean, get? I, I, I like that move. I get it. I get it. But I've seen enough of Vin Diesel in the last couple of weeks. Right. Not a blood shot. shot. Yeah. Blood shot. Oh, saw that trailer. That was interesting. It's it's a Vin Diesel movie that isn't Riddick or Fast and the Furious, so they're all just kind of interesting. You know. That that's how it goes. It's either you're gonna get, you either want Riddick, Fast and Furious, or you're just going to get some bullshit. That's that's pretty much all there is to it. Unless, unless he's only got one line. This is true. Yeah, that's gonna that's gonna fuck people up. They have Groot speaking complete sentences. <laughs> gonna, have to, gonna have to ask somebody else. What you what did you say, Vin? I can't I can't hear you, Vin. Can you speak up, please? Are you mumbling, Vin? What? What'd you say? I think, I think he said something about family. Wrong franchise. Family. family. <laughs> Car. <laughs> fast. Too fast. Hey. It'll be fine. That's why I'm glad I've only actually watched two of those movies. Well, which ones? Uh, Tokyo Drift. Okay. And the one that came out last time. What was the last one? The Fate of the Furious. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Neither, by, neither by choice. Well, well, you know. I, I've only seen Fast and Furious 5. Ah, okay. A good think... one. <laughs> the really good one. <laughs> it was the one where The Rock came in, so that's yeah. why I watched it. Yeah. The good one. Well, that's... Tell you <laughs> <laughs> Don't sleep on the way, Johnson. I'm telling y'all, that's just, that's rule number eight and one. It goes around on the list. Oh, Jesus! Eight rules. Two through seven are up for debate. Oh, I think it's too fast, too furious outside the house right now. Oh, oh. shit! So, uh, the way Johnson's yeah. showing up now. Do you want to talk about that Psycho Gorman trailer? Oh. For every child, there is one time. One adventure and one psycho. I will bathe your Watch the trailer. <laughs> psycho Gorman is my official must see movie of 2020. Are you actually going to leave the house to go see this movie? If I can, if I'm uh, I'm able to, then I will. Because it's got it's got everything. It's got monsters in suits. It's got fighting. It's got gore. It's got my little hit sparks. I'm in. Well, I'm pretty sure they had you at Monsters in Suits. It doesn't really matter anything after that. This is very yeah. true. Yeah. But, uh, yes. but it was completely 
unexpected. Indeed. So I'm all in. I'm happy. Unlike what WB does with their DC properties. That was that was a, that was a, another professional segue. This has been a professional segue within a professional segue. Got got to be consistent. Unlike WB. <laughs> With He's chaining combos now. Stop spamming those buttons, Griff. So, I guess we should start with Joker and that Fallout. And then move on to the Batman. Because uh, we all saw Joker, so let's, let's, let's air out that movie right now. What'd you guys think? Carlos is the one that's been waiting to talk about it, so start us off. I fucking loved Joker. From the moment it started to the moment it ended, I was quiet. I paid attention to everything going on in this goddamn movie. I didn't look at my phone. No one in the audience said anything. We were captivated. We were enthralled. Joaquin Phoenix was the perfect, perfect, perfect Arthur Fleck. Now, I don't say he's the perfect Joker, because this movie, although it is titled Joker, is really the creation of the character who is the Joker. I'm glad you guys have finally seen this movie, so you can share in the awesomeness of that character arc. Please, enlighten me on your views of this movie please I've talked enough already I'll let Mark go uh, I, I really liked it I didn't really know what to expect going into it much like you though like I just I just felt drawn to watching it didn't really take a break just sat watched the whole thing from start to finish not an easy task like you said he's not necessarily playing the Joker you know up until maybe the very end of the movie but, you know, after Heath Ledger, I mean, I remember people saying, oh, nobody will ever be able to play the Joker again. And then uh, you had uh, Adam's favorite. I'm blanking on his name. Oh, are we talking Suicide about Squad. Jared Leto? Yes, Jared Leto. Jared Leto. Yeah, Jared Leto came in and did Joker. And that was an easy one to just, like, ignore, you know, just let it go and whatever but yeah he he brought joaquin brought something really interesting to the part i liked how to me it felt like they they pulled different things from different storylines and kind of combined them to create the narrative that they did um in particular one of the things that really jumped out to me was the whole uh, talk show thing with uh, De Niro. It reminded me a lot of the um, I don't remember which book it is, but one of Miller's uh, Dark Knight books has a very similar uh, kind of setup and part of it. And also how they kind of use the news a lot throughout it. That reminded me of like how Frank Miller likes to do that in his Dark Knight series. I don't know. What do you, what do you think, Adam? Uh, well, I like the movie. I like the performances. Um, I think Joaquin Phoenix was was great as as Arthur Fleck. 
it becomes this this particular cinematic version of the Joker. You know, I, I mean, we, we've seen this, these these movies with this kind of tone and setup before. You know, Taxi Driver, King Comedy, uh, it all kind of falls into that vein. And now we got this. And I think it's good. It's a good standalone deal. I think to shoehorn this into anything else would kind of lessen where it sits mm-hmm. among DC movies. You know, if they if they try to make this a thing, it's not going to go too well for them. And even like I even saw some interpretations of the film where they're like, "Oh, he's never the real Joker," and then you only see him. You only see the Joker at the end. We're following a completely different guy. It's like, no, you're following the same fucking character throughout the whole movie. You know, that's that's the part where I get kind of worried about people's interpretations about of, of, of things. It's like, okay, you know, <laughs> it, it's funny that you say that because, like, going into it, I thought the movie spoiled for me and ruined because I saw someone say, uh, "Oh, this this shit's stupid. The Joker is Batman's brother. This is dumb." It's what? like that's that wasn't even. Yeah, that's not even part of it, you know. It's just it's it that that was like a swerve in the movie where he temporarily thought that, but that is not the story that they told. So, right. like, yeah, you know, it's just like I don't know. Maybe a lot of people are still looking at their phones while they watch movies or something. But yeah, like, and I think I think that if this movie has any kind of staying power within public consciousness or whatever outside of the uh the manufactured controversy because really it's like that movie did not deserve all of the outside attention it got you know you focus on performances and this goes you know this goes from some of todd phillips comments as well as some of the uh online discourse if if you can call it that but um you know i i kind of i i saw like a lot of like hoax accounts getting retweeted like the 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 arthur there's going to be a prequel and someone goes yes i can't wait it's like no nerd read (laughs) read the profile that says it's a parody account before you retweet stuff wait so there's not a prequel coming Oh no! Yeah, no. What I read was like, yeah, they sort of talked about it, but there's there's nothing in development. Yeah. Which? Uh, okay. I was just gonna I was just gonna say, which honestly, I kind of hope that they. I like you were saying. I think this kind of needs to stand alone as its own thing. Like, you you know what's coming next, right? When's Joaquin Phoenix gonna be in the Raw Batman? Right, the Raw and Unsanitized Batman. Is, is he gonna show up in that? You know, uh, I think I think we do see that iteration of the character again, and I think Lois is gonna like this part because I haven't talked to him about it yet. But the setup for for, for it, and this is all me giving one of my goofy ideas that Lois hates. But wait, what? <laughs> But if they're going to do a sequel to it, right? You set it up like Silence of the Lambs because you're still in the 80s. But Arthur Fleck is now in the Hannibal Lecter role. So who's playing Clarice? Clarice, who's going to be that character? 
Young one, Batman. No. <laughs> uh, one Harleen Quinzel. You are doing this to get a reaction out of me. No, I'm not. Harleen. If you're going to do it in a sequel, that's how you do it. And and yes, Margot Robbie can play Harley Harley again in that mode. Because, I mean, why not? Hey, man. I'm on. I'm all in. Sign me up. But we won't get that. We're gonna get Arthur Fleck in raw and unsanitized Batman, or in like in three movies or something, or they'll, or they'll do they'll do Dark Knight Returns properly, or something. Because uh, I don't think WB's been handling all these Batman reveals all that well. And this is just my opinion. But I don't think my first glimpse of that new bat suit is going to be, you know, bootleg behind the scenes footage of a stunt guy in the suit crashing his bike. But it's a bike. <laughs> it's the bat. <laughs> it's the bat bike. Yeah, it just it gives me a lot of pause because, you know, it's just you're not you're letting a small fraction of opinions define the product before it comes out. You know, shocking. <laughs> this is this is bitter. It's like this, this is bitter or reactive. <laughs> <laughs> like they like want to get ahead of like ha- what happened to Sonic before that can happen or something. Yeah, and like the uh, the pictures of the Batmobile hit today. I do like the new Batmobile design. Oh, I didn't see it. <laughs> but uh, I do like the, I do like the uh, the Batmobile design. I've seen a lot of comparisons to this Batman looking like the uh, Scott Snyder Greg Capullo design one from Zero Year and it's it's missing one big thing that sets that, that story arc apart. The fact that it took place in daytime and there was a pop of color <laughs> we're still shrouded in shadows and, and you know, a whole lot of grays and blacks or some reds and some reds Is that a Dodge Charger? It's a souped up <laughs> it's a souped up Fast and Furious car. No. Too bat, too furious? Too bat. Oh, oh no. Oh, <laughs> Hashtag no. it up. Hashtag it up. I want that I want that trending by next week's show. Vin Diesel is. <laughs> <laughs> they took Vin out his family. But uh Yeah, I wish I mean it still feels like they're uh they're still kinda ambivalent to the fact that this stuff is still comic books. You know, mm-hmm. these y'all. And I mean, like, we had uh, Dan Didio was removed or fired or let go or just walked off the job. They still haven't confirmed exactly what happened. He gone. So uh, you know, Jim Lee's a sole publisher there. Uh, disgruntled slash shit stirring nerds on the internet are always saying that. ATT is going to sell DC Comics or Warner Brothers or something. It's a really weird time. You know, nobody benefits from that stuff getting sold off. And you don't really benefit from... Well, I guess you kind of benefit from starting those rumors if you want the clicks and the hits and the fleeting moments of attention. You could start that Vince McMahon rumor and Marvel can buy DC. (laughs) 
<laughs> and then we'll get the invasion. God, I hope not. That would be I've, terrible. That's uh, not happening. Because, I mean, DC pulls in. I mean, they're a fraction of a cost for AT&T to run the amount of Warner Bros. and whatever. So, selling it, there's no point. The publishing model pro is probably going to change within the next five to ten years. But that was inevitable anyway. So, it's, it's, it's going to be an interesting time. Because once the wrong story gets spun about this Batman stuff, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be pretty rough. So hopefully they can kind of figure out exactly how to sell this movie and not let any more dumb quotes or pictures get out. Although I did, I did like the Batmobile pick. But, you know. I don't, I don't mind it. It's not bad. It's not too bad. Not too bad? It's not too bad. It's not too okay. Okay. It's okay. You know what did okay? <laughs> what was that? A little movie called Hereditary. Oh, boy. Uh, that was a movie. Tell John we were going to do it. Now we've all seen it. So it's time for us to talk about Hereditary, Revenge of the Foot. I don't know why I said Revenge of the Foot, but there it is. What? I'm so confused. <laughs> what? The foot. Prevent okay. summer. Revenge. Oh, oh man. <laughs> I don't It's Wednesday. Let's go with it. Uh, so, like, I knew this movie was going somewhere. I just didn't know where it was going for half the movie. And um, I have never been more terrified by a, a, a nut allergy in my entire life. Like, I felt like I was allergic to nuts after watching this movie. Like, it's bad. And then he's driving. <laughs> Spoiler alert! Fucking head comes flying off. I think, what the fuck? Oh, let me tell you, I lost it. I lost it. Not like in a sad way. Like, I could not stop laughing when that poor little girl <laughs> Moral stories don't don't smoke and drive, people. Don't smoke and drive. More of that story is just don't be stupid. Well, <laughs> like, <laughs> this is how dumb that kid was. Okay, so he's high, <laughs> he's, 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 he's high as shit. Right? I'm driving car. Sister gets smacked off of a telephone pole. He leaves her corpse in the car goes upstairs has a seven hour panic attack waiting for his parents to discover the body and didn't has the temerity to be pissed off that his mom and talking to him you mad at me mom <laughs> you were something you want to say <laughs> like, <laughs> like like yo <laughs> only in the fresh mom <laughs> Only in the movies. <laughs> and, and, the, and the best part is, you know, you know the argument. Well, you know, you, you know, you told me to take her with me. 
feeling bad, Mom? It was your idea. Like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> what is this? Hashtag you mad, bro? <laughs> what is what is this? <sighs> but why did they? Okay, first off, like, why, why, why did they make him take her to the party? Like, who does that? That doesn't happen in real life, does it? Some people. <laughs> like, just... Did you read it all about the, like, the development of the movie, or... Because you know that, like, the that scene actually happened. Yeah. And that's what he based the movie on. But it was, like, a, a kid and his, like, friend from childhood. <clears throat> like, Left the I guy read... in the car, and okay. some random passerby came by and discovered it. Yeah, but I mean, you know, that's one thing. I mean, that's 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 a whole other deal. But having it be family based, and then just going around and then just being all pissy about it, like, are you get something to say, mom? Like what? Like what? <laughs> like ask you little shit. <laughs> you you killed my daughter. You piece of crap. <laughs> I thought it was a great movie. Like I liked it so much. I found it on sale and I bought it with, with a gift card. But, <laughs> but wow, like we only get like one of those kinds of possession experiences every so often. Like Exorcist comes to mind. That's the, that's the template. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because where the, where this movie ends is nowhere, <laughs> nowhere <laughs> where that scene with him driving her home was leading me to believe what's going to happen i thought it was going to be like some you know she was going to come back and like haunt him or something yeah or haunt the family i didn't know it was going to be some fucking weird ass shit (laughs) well i think if we sat here and thought about it we could probably generate a list of things that this guy likes to do in his movies just based on those two movies. I'm going to start with pointy buildings. <laughs> yeah. Um, head crushing. Yeah. Just Bad any experience. kind of severing. He likes yeah. to cut stuff off. Bad experiences with food. Yep. Yep. Socially awkward people. Yep. Uh, uh, in, in heroic situations. Yep. Paintings, yeah. Scenes with people screaming and crying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Surprising instances of gore. Yep. There's, yeah. there's, there's more, but um, I keep thinking of like, and and also this is like this movie's like a witness test for figuring out how fucked up other people are. Because I I was I was looking up stuff after the movie, and uh someone was describing the whole family and they go yeah and his sister's you know just a little eccentric and I said eccentric ah that's for people that collect buttons and, and, and bottle caps cutting the head off a dead pigeon and eccentric behavior that is like pre serial killer shit like <laughs> like like I know I know I know my serial killers, and that's like on the fucking checklist. You know, like antisocial check, likes to kill animals check. Like eccentric. That yeah, that is. It, the mom was eccentric. Yeah, 
She made dollhouses for art galleries for a living. <laughs> and she made a art house of the goddamn death scene. What the fuck is wrong with this family? I don't know, but whatever it was, it was hereditary. I only get one. I get I get one bad joke a week. That's what, that's what happens. That's how, that's how it goes. I mean, we only have a show a week, so what's... I, I know, I save them up. So I, save them up. I think you did. That was and too well. He also has a way, just the way that he does those really unexpectedly gory scenes. He builds to him in a way that like you don't I can't get the the end scene of her with the Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah with just, the with the gearing. Yeah, the way that she decapitated herself was just I guess that's going in, in the file with the cliff jumpers. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's right. Garroting and jumping off cliffs and Weird drawings. I don't yeah. know if we said that, but that's he's got a lot of that too. Well, I, I said paintings, so I guess drawing, drawings would fall into the same category. Yeah, it, I, I think it's interesting because uh, he said that after this in Midsummer, he's not going to do any more. He hasn't planning on doing any more horror movies for a while. That's good. So. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I need a break. <laughs> I need a break from him. And they're not short movies, you know. Oh no, well it's an experience. You have, you have to take, you have to take a dedicated part of the day. It should have been like a fucking intermission. <laughs> oh, I, I gave myself one after the the, <laughs> the the head decapitation on the highway. Yeah. Poor kid. Poor kid was just trying to get laid. I get it. You know. Gotta. 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 Let's. I just don't get it. I mean, I, I understand because I have an older sister. She's five years older than me. And my mom occasionally, occasionally told her to take me with her. But guess what? Not to this kind of shit. You're not going to the house party. A house party. Who thinks that's a great idea? Oh, well, why don't you go take your little sister with you? First off, that's like grade A cock blocking on mom's part. Second of all, that's stupid on the mom's part. You know what? As a matter of fact, this whole movie is one bad mom idea after another. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunate, but true. He kind of does a good job, too, though. I almost wonder if it's intentional where he, he puts people in these situations where they make dumb decisions because they're not thinking because really it just came down to him being like oh hey look there's some cake go get some cake like yeah. why wouldn't he be trained you know like in his mind be like wait is there nuts in that because I know my sister is like extremely allergic to nuts but he wasn't thinking he wanted to go upstairs so right yeah he was yeah. thinking he was thinking alright you know he was thinking about yeah. it he just wasn't thinking with, with uh, not with right head ex- number one the, yeah. with the right extremities there. he was thinking about the punani Oh, indeed. <sighs> fucked up movie. Really, really, really fucked up movie. Uh, I- enjoyable for what it was, but that ain't one you put on repeat. <laughs> That's not one you add into any, uh, I will not be doing a Midsommar 
uh, Hereditary <laughs> marathon anytime soon. Let's just oh, no. once this third movie comes out, you're not gonna do like a triple threat. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> let me refresh my memory about this imagery. Yeah, I might I might do it. You know, one every month. <laughs> get, just get on, it, the, on the same day month. of each month. Good times. Is, you know what's exciting though? What is exciting? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Is that next next week is Friday the thirteenth? Did you know that? Did I did? I keep a close eye on the calendar on this particular month. So yeah, so, yeah. And also this year is the 40th anniversary of Friday Thirteenth Part One. Mm-hmm. It's very distressing. That one year, and everything is still held up. Hmm. By this dang blasted lawsuit. You know what's also amazing? What? And, and is also in its 40th year? What is that? Your life. What? Oh, yes. You are in your 40th year, technically. I was unaware of this mm-hmm. development. Yeah. I was just going around thinking I was still 26. You what mean the- to tell me <laughs> I missed out on the past 14 years? Um, that's accurate. That is accurate. That's about how it goes. <laughs> that is very accurate. I'm pretty sure I don't remember much of 2004 to 2010, so, hey, what are you going to do? That's very accurate, yes. Yes, we will save all of those, oh, those 40th year developments. <laughs> if you want to hear me droll on about various things in a birthday fashion, you're going to have to wait two weeks. <laughs> Just set, just setting the timeline. That's right. Just Friday the thirteenth. Adam's fortieth birthday. A raw, unsanitized Batman. <laughs> so it all kind of makes sense. It all coming together. So it's, it's all weird and unexpected. It's all just, just coming together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys think that the uh, horror movie bubble is gonna burst? you think we're at a point where things are kind of getting oversaturated a little bit and everybody's kind of trying to get their uh, their horror movie money before things take a turn well I, I I hold out hope that it will never burst so I will plead ignorance blissful ignorance I guess my question would be what are the reasons for people thinking that we're we're close to that. Uh, just a general. Well, and again, when I say like general sense, it's just that the scope of this shit is very limited because it's still a small subsection of people that discuss this kind of stuff. But um, I'm just thinking about like, now, granted, Invisible Man was number one at the box office over the past weekend. Mm-hmm. But you know, whenever something like that with that tone that doesn't have a blatant like uh, marketable slasher I guess would be whatever they kind of like label it as elevated horror or some bullshit like that you know and there's kind of like again it's like kind of like a parallel between the needs for WB to to not embrace comic book aspects of their movies there's this need to like not have horror the horror genre be seen with so-called 
cinema, whatever the hell term you want to use for like you know highfalutin stuff, I guess. So you know you you get a lot of genre related entertainment that kind of oversaturates things, but since nobody's really repping the stuff anyway, there's never going to be any sense of oversaturation, I don't think. Now if we start seeing uh, every studio put out another remake of some old slasher or something like that every you know two to three months then things might get a little weird but I think there's enough there's, there's enough avenues of distribution to kind of keep things moving without any sort of threat of some so called metaphorical bubble bursting yeah I don't think we're really I don't think that's really a concern yeah. Maybe it's more like, um, I don't know the right way to phrase this. When 2019 and 2020 are acting the way that they are, horror yeah. becomes more popular. That's right. <laughs> yes. And more more widespread. Like, I'm just looking now, you know, even in the next few weeks, we have a handful of horror movies coming out. You right. Know? It didn't used to be that that horror could even get any penetration outside of around Halloween and anything that got dumped into January, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> but now that you have, you know, Jordan Peele and Blumhouse and even like Krasinski's got his quiet, pl new quiet place coming out. Like those movies are able to, you know, hit the, hit the market at a time. that people maybe aren't used to yeah and still do really well um like you said even with invisible man last week like and we got what the hunt new mutants like a lot of horror tinged stuff even if it's not straight out horror so i know it's one of the genres that some people are just like i don't like horror movies guess you got a lot of movies to not watch then yeah yeah because <laughs> I mean, it's just, you know, just don't watch those movies because I, I don't see them going away. Now, like what they did with Fantasy Island, where they're basically taking an IP and slapping it on something to try to get more eyeballs on it, which is basically what I saw. Uh, the guy was Jason Blum from Blumhouse. That's pretty much what he said they did with that movie. You know, like they had a script and in order to get more people to see it well put it put put a name on it people recognize yeah yeah from what i read the premise of it it's pretty cool just that you know it, it got turned into fantasy island mm -hmm. so fucking tattoo yeah well you know planes got to show up sometime yes boss yes it does but yeah i think as long as they're not doing that you know, or, you know, like, uh, hey, you, you just slapping, you know, together some remake, or I guess I heard maybe Paranormal Activity is coming back. Yeah, I, I read an interview with Jason Blum that said that they were working on a new installment, and it was definitely going to happen, they just had to figure out how to do it. You know, speaking of coronavirus, did you hear the new James Bond movie got delayed? because of the coronavirus yeah I mean you gotta you gotta keep people safe they pushed the movie back to November 
because they were afraid people would not want to go out in gr- big groups to watch a movie. I can see that because do you really think about it? Honestly, do you really trust a large group of people that you don't know to act right when uh, panic is the rule of the day? No. <laughs> no. Got got me there. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's rough, but I think I think the time the time will help because let's see, it'll be out in November, I think they said. Yes, November. So, so people are going to be wanting to get the hell out the house to get away from election coverage. Yep. And they're going to be rushing to hear that Billie Eilish theme. And, uh, you know, see see Daniel Craig's last outing as James Bond. And uh, complain about Lashana Lynch being a double O. And, uh, yeah. It's, it'll, it'll hit at a very good time. When the people need it. Which is what movies should do, anyway. Indeed, you are correct. That, that was so poignantly said. I got I got one of those a week too. So here here's here's another obligatory reference per week. Nightmare on Elm Street. What the? <laughs> how? It's, how? Is the streak alive? I don't know. I got to get some numbers, but <laughs> um. Robert Egan was talking again because if they don't ask him if he's going to play Freddy Krueger again, they're going to ask him what he thinks about a Freddy Krueger prequel or anything else. And uh, he mentioned the fact that he would love to see an animated Elm Street installment. And I immediately thought about it and I thought about him actually you know, just doing the voice in a certain animation style. And I thought, yeah, sure, why not? What do you guys think? Uh, Freddy cartoon would be, would be cool. And he's doing the voice even better. Not doesn't have to be too strenuous of uh, a work schedule, but the fact that um, the fact that he still wants to be a part of it, yeah, makes me happy. And I know it makes you happy because you know you can't get enough of Friday the Thirteenth. I mean, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Well, true on both accounts. But yeah, I mean, you know, and it's it's going to be looking forward to seeing where. Uh, where that license ends up you know who actually has the good pitch the Craven Estate says yes you can make this new movie please don't screw it up seriously don't screw it up yeah. whoever course, gets the rights to do this don't don't screw it up I mean you know it's, it's easy for us to say but generally in, in that mode of filmmaking it comes down to a lot more than just the filmmakers behind it studios have to really trust you know what they're paying people to do in that regard because I think a, I think another one of uh, 2010 Elm Street's failings was the fact that there are too many cooks mm-hmm. rather than you know honing in on something really compelling they went with what they thought was tried and true and uh, got a mediocre to middling installment and no new Freddy movies afterwards to show for it. So. Unacceptable. Well, they're going to learn. They're going to learn. I hope so, because we need, we, need, we need some new life. Yeah. It's been too long. It has. For, for both. 10 and 11 years, respectively. Like, how do you... <laughs> at some point, it's like... At some point, you got to think, okay, are they... 
is somebody sabotaging this shit on purpose? I mean, like, before the lawsuits and the rights kerfluffle and everything. Like, how hard is it to come up with an acceptable Friday 13th or Elm Street premise? Like, you know, especially with Friday 13th. We had Jason Takes Manhattan. Jason's already been to space. Or, you know, in, in, in parties concerned. He was in Manhattan for the last 10 minutes. But the bad stuff's already been done. <laughs> you you kind of weeded out all the bad bad ideas beforehand. Man, there's so many good ideas I have, but no one pays me to say them, so I can't say them. I agreed. I concur. It'd be ridiculous. I would have so many sequels lined up. I'll give you one for free. Everyone, listen. Jason versus the Purge. Take it. You can have like four different siege movies in one. Yeah. If you if you set Jason loose during Purge night. Yep. He just keeps going into houses. Just knocking down doors. <laughs> like in the video game when everyone closes the doors and all of a sudden you just see Jason just. <laughs> That's a, that a damn good video game. It still is a good video game. Just kicking doors in, chasing counselors, throwing people through windows. Playing with Adam and me being quiet when I was Jason. I knew it was you every time. No. <laughs> Talk, talking all that shit when I was a counselor, then all of a sudden I'm Jason. I'm like, not, not saying a goddamn word. Getting into find, character. Gotta find, gotta, 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 find these, gotta find these counselors. Gotta fuck them up. That was the fun thing about that game was once you were Jason and you were dealing with people who weren't really trolling and you caught up to them, that was it. Can't wait to see how their take on Predator looks. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know what you're missing. Oh, shit. What? A little segment. And since we're all here, we get to hear it in person. It's called Mark's Spot. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll keep it simple this week. Uh, since we were talking DC earlier, uh, maybe we'll go back to the the casting route and uh, maybe uh, pitch a pitch a DC movie. Doesn't necessarily have to fit into like an extended universe. It could be like a one shot sort of deal, but uh, pitch a DC movie for a character that's that's uh, not not there yet and cast it and the whole deal. Ooh, man! Yeah, it's really on the spot. It's live. We gotta do something. I will say, I will say the movie that I want to see, and they can either one shot it, or uh, but it would have to be an epic. But they own the they own the pitch to it, and uh, it would piss Alan Moore off. So you know it's gonna be interesting. But I would say. Uh, the DC movie I would like to see is uh, Twilight of the Superheroes. It was his take on the end of the, like, an end to the DC universe. It's a time travel story involving John Constantine, uh, in which uh, an elder Constantine was in the future seeing 
uh, various houses of superheroes, like you know, you had the Batman house, Superman, Wonder Woman, all these older versions. Uh, it's kind of pretty much in things. The, the the treatment for it has been on the internet for years, and actually, Kingdom Come was kind of like this different version of it, to to a degree. But I was thinking with uh, DC TV's take on Crisis on Infinite Earths, like what would it be like to see just a one and done of something like that on the big screen? And since uh, you can either do Kingdom Come with some of the current actors or you can just do a quick one shot, do something like that. But for casting it, I would have to think about it. And that's a lot of characters to cast. <laughs> you chose it. Yeah. Yeah, so I probably don't have the casting list right now because that's a really tough one. <laughs> but um, let's see, what else? What else could they do? Oh, I got one. I got another one. While I'm waiting. You could do a take. Actually, do Batman Incorporated. Well, you, you adapt the Grant Morrison stuff. So you have you have a pick of Batmans. Like which one do you want? <laughs> so you have you have Batman and the whole Batman family up on screen. But again, that that have to be you couldn't do that in like a two hour deal. No. So I'm gonna be quiet now. I'm gonna like let's go. God damn it. This 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 really put me on the spot. I'm 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 trying to think. See? Oh, cool. Cool. <laughs> Not so easy now, is it? I never said it was easy. Cool. <laughs> Who, which DC character would I like to see in a movie is is the way I'm going about this. Okay. And I've always been a sucker for Dr. Fate. And there's a man... There's a man who I think... You're familiar with, Adam. Me? As he has Why played, me? As he has played Dr. Who. Peter Capaldi as Dr. Fate. That'd be cool. That'd be real cool. Storyline, I don't know. There's so much. Doctor Fate's got so much going on. He's a he's a very under uh, underappreciated DC hero, anti-hero, whatever you want to call him. I just remember having his toy when I was six years old. He was the coolest looking guy ever. I need him. Oh, and I think I just figured mine out. Oscar Isaac. Oh, as Plastic Man. Ah, <laughs> ah interesting. And like Jack Cole's Plastic Man. Well, if anyone knows Plastic Man, it's you. Yes. Wrote a term paper about it. I lost. I'm still pissed off. Got an A too. I could have had a career. <laughs> I could have. I could have been a contender. Could have had, been all, had all my that, that laptop had all my Marvel pictures on it when they used to take pictures. <sighs> Somebody stole it. Sad times. Sad times indeed. But uh, actually, they're they're working on the film, the DC film. I want to see the most. And no casting has been announced yet, but it's uh, New Gods. Ah uh, yes. So, Ava DuVernay and Tom King. So, I'm, I'm, 
I'm looking forward to that. I think that is where we're really going to see what WB is made of. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know where that came from. Oh, I know where it came from. We've been ragging on them for weeks. And now I'm putting my hopes on this movie that still might not get made. <laughs> Knowing them. How many Flash movies have been in development? Flash has been in development for 10 years. And we still haven't seen it. Flashpoint has been, like, rumored. Still haven't seen it. Uh, yeah. At least we got the cartoon. Eh. <laughs> Speaking of the cartoon, did you see that they're probably going to be ending that uh that mode of um that style of animation with Justice League Dark Apocalypse War? Really? Yep, it's a big crossover between all the teams. Interesting. So I wonder what art style is coming back next. It's like I don't I don't know what the what the uh, what that house style is going to look like after this these past couple movies because we went from went from the Bruce Timm stuff to this kind of weird shift like almost pseudo 90s like I thought they were going for a Jim Lee style when Hush came out but no so I don't quite know how to describe what they're doing at like hypertrophy figures and stuff almost Liefeld esque I guess Oh, okay. Only, only with, only with feet. So oh, only, only with feet. So Quentin Tarantino should be happy. Yeah. Feet. Weird. Feet. Anyway. So yeah, that's it. Uh, any streaming picks you guys got this month? We got a, uh, we got Ginger Snaps It, Shutter, Satanic Panic, uh, Daniel Isn't Real, uh, The Deadlands has its season finale this week. Hulu's getting The Descent, The Descent Part 2, Pet Cemetery 2019, Castlevania Season 3 hits Netflix tomorrow. So, um, it's going to be a fun month. Maybe I'll put together some sort of birthday marathon. Ooh, that'll be interesting. That'll put definitely... Tweet it out. Put that there on the hot Twitter machine. Tweeting. Guess the, guess the tweeting. Tweetly. All the hits. All the hits from the past 40 years of me watching this crazy shit. Oh, you should make a top 40 list. <laughs> top 40. Top 40, Griffin 40. Number one, Robocop. <laughs> Number one, A. <laughs> Number one, B. One, C. Number one, C. Number one, P. <laughs> but, uh, all that being said, it looks like this has been another episode of It's the Damage Lots of Podcast. So if you enjoyed the show and would like to participate in future shenanigans, be sure to give us a non-trifling call at 443-906-0040. Voicemails are appreciated, as always. And here with us today, podcast producer for the stars, Mark Warren, has been responsible for making us sound oh so spectacular. So right now, I will say it to your face. Thank you for all you do, Mark. You got it. Until next time, have fun, watch horror movies, play some damn video games, and remember to always drink responsibly, do responsible things, and hydrate, 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 hydrate. Thank you for listening, and uh, goodbye. Bye.